I'm Haley, and this is Taya, and welcome to Haley and Taya Rip Up Supernatural and Start Over, and also sometimes talk about their stuff up podcast. Also known as Hatrusa, and this week we are talking about Season 3, Episode 2, The Kids Are Alright, written by Sarah Gamble, who has done a whole lot of, a lot of things, and directed by Phil, oh no, Phil Screscia? I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's done a few things. We haven't really liked anything up until now. Oh, did I say it aired on October 11th, 2007? I don't know if I did, but now I you remember. know. Uh, hey. So, this episode. Yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's what Sorry. we're here to do. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> that's what we're here to do. Okay, so here's my summary. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would love to hear it. Okay. So, summary. Mm -hmm. A mother retrieves her daughter from her father and her weekend after her weekend with him. And the daughter tells the mother that she doesn't want to go with her dad anymore because there are monsters there. Cut to the father and he gets killed mysteriously. He, specifically, he gets dragged onto a, 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 a saw. It's bad. I hated it. Yeah. Looks like the kid was right. We cut to Sam in a restaurant on the phone with Bobby, but when Dean comes in, he lies about who's on the phone with him, telling Dean that he's ordering pizza? Sam's funny. Anyway, Dean says that he might have a case in Cicero, Indiana, but is also like, well, there's also a girl there named Lisa who I had great sex with eight years ago. So he takes Sam and splits. Dean drops Sam off, then goes to see Lisa, who is having a birthday party for her eight-year-old son, Ben. Coincidence? I think not. Dana, the mother from the beginning of the episode, gets there, and Lisa goes to talk to her, asking her how she's doing. She says that she thinks her daughter is not her daughter. Lisa says she's silly. Dean asks Lisa if Ben is his. Lisa says no. Meanwhile, Ruby visits Sam again and tells him some stuff he didn't know before. <sighs> that implies that there is a case in this town, which Dean backs up as soon as he gets there. Sam goes to investigate the claim that there's four other victims. Meanwhile, again, S Dean goes to a park, and he sees Ben, and Ben is sad, because a kid stole his Game Boy, and... Before, but mm -hmm. before Dean can go over to tell them off, Ben says, "No, no, no! Don't go over there. Only bitches send grown-ups." Dean then gets Ben to beat up the kid who stole his Game Boy. Lisa scolds Dean, but Ben gives Dean a hug. Haley sheds tears. Dana's kid, <laughs> Katie, is being weird, so Dana tries to drown her. Specifically, she puts Katie in her car and drives her car into the lake. It's yeah. fine, though, yeah, because when, when Dana gets home, Katie is sitting at the counter and asks if they can have that ice cream now. Also, she's soaking wet, so... Sam finds yes. out that the kids are changelings and tells this to Dean, who immediately goes to see if Lisa and Ben are okay. Answer, they aren't. Dean finds out that the blood on the window sill is not blood, it's red dirt. They go to a house under construction and find the missing kids in the basement. Sam and Dean kill the changeling mother, save the kids, and rescue the town as usual. 
Dean has a moment with Lisa where she reassures him that Ben is not his kid, and Dean's looks disappointed. Cut to Sam and Ruby. Ruby reveals that she's a demon, and Sam is ready to kill her until she says that she's actually here to help save Dean. That's the episode. Yes. Cool. 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 Our cool. death count for this episode uh, is a little, a little bit complicated. So, I said there's technically four on screen because you have the ex-husband from the beginning, mm-hmm. then you have the mother changeling mm-hmm. and the two changeling children at the end. Plus, there's three other victims who you do not see die. And then there's an unstated number of Mary's friends and family, which we're going to say 15 because it's a clean number. So with those four on-screen deaths, (laughs) three other victims, and then maybe 15 of Mary Winchester's friends and family, that makes it a total of 22 deaths in this episode. That's a lot of death. That's a lot of death. That's a good amount of death. Hell yeah. So... Would you like my notes? I would love your notes. Okay. So my first note is that the child saying she doesn't want to go back to her dad's because there are monsters there and he's mean, that's a red flag. I discussed this briefly while watching the episode. I'll say here, when we were watching it, if you listen to the commentary at any point, I say, well, I think the monsters are real. And... Like there's like that's why she's freaking out. Like there is a monster at his house. I'm not actually entirely sure if there was or not. Because the monsters don't seem to be grabbing like true getting involved with the kids. They just seem to kill a parent and leave. So there may like I was like he was probably fine. He might not have been. <laughs> so yeah, I was also saying it that. was very unclear. Um. It was right. it was unclear. She might have just really so, not have been, wanted to be with her dad. I just confidently was like, there are monsters, but I had forgotten what the monsters for this one were, and I'm unclear if, like, there actually yeah. were monsters before he got sliced. Right. So whether or not that red flag was real or not, we're not sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you're in childcare, like me or Taya, for a moment, uh... <laughs> and a child comes up to you and says, I don't like going to my dad's house because there's monsters there. Mm-hmm. Chances are, monster is that child's way of telling you something is very wrong. <laughs> Listen to kids. Yeah. Yeah. I- they they might not exactly have a way to word it or they might not be comfortable wording it in a certain way. And it's always just something to look out for and like be concerned about. Yeah. Especially uh, in New Hampshire, where everybody is a mandated reporter. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Second note. Sam couldn't think of a better lie than pizza. He's sitting in a restaurant, and he tells Dean that he's on the phone calling for to order a pizza. Like, bud, you couldn't think of a better lie than that? <sighs> no. Sam. Followed by Weirdy McWeirderton. Dean is bad at goof names. And then immediately followed by Gumby Girl, Dean. Um, really good. Gumby Girl is what he calls Lisa, by the way. Because Lisa is, was, is, was a yoga teacher. So, he calls mm-hmm. her Gumby Girl. I think that Dean is funny. He is funny. Then I have Dean desperately seeking down Lisa. I know it's for goofs right now, but bitch, I know better. Because I do know better. 
my heart hurts. Then I get to <laughs> this note that says, Love Lisa's hair blowing slightly in the wind that is barely there. I don't know if you noticed it, Taya, but when Dean first opens Lisa's I, door... I didn't, but that's really funny. Her hair is, like, very slightly blowing as if it's, like, a romantic, like, comedy Wonderful. or something. And it, I was just like, there's no wit. Like, he's not being ruffled. There's no wit. They were just like, she needs to look so nice. She looks so nice right now. Then I have one look at Ben and Dean is like, hold on. That note's in all caps, but I'm all congested, so I don't feel like screaming. The next note is the the de- it's a quote it's from one of the gossiping ladies saying the dean best night of my life dean i was like oh my god lisa talks about him followed by semi-illegal I, I will what say, is semi-illegal okay one what is semi-illegal tv show um second of all i actually wanted to note this because i only thought of it like afterwards but um it's so funny because when you actually look at who's having this conversation, it's like one of the moms of a kid, okay, and the the real estate woman? Oh, is that who it is? That's who's having that conversation. That's like funny. the person who like is like who like works for the real estate company that sold everyone their houses. Like, first of all, huh. why was she invited to this party? <laughs> like, I guess she could just be friends, but all the other right. p- people there are are like moms of kids who were invited. So it's just like, wait a minute, <laughs> why is why is the person who sold you That's your house? That's really here? odd. I like it. I just noticed it because it's like not like it doesn't seem like she's really friends with the other woman aside from that moment. Right. So, it's pretty yeah. much like, oh, your kids are friends with my kid. Yeah. That is so funny. This show's funny. <laughs> this show's weird. Yeah, it is. Um. So then I have. It's so freaking sweet, and the b- moon bounce is epic. That's a quote from Ben. Those, well, it's two separate quotes from Ben, really. Um, I like him so much. I love Ben. I know. I know you do. He's my little... He's my... Oh, I'm so sorry. He's my little guy. Um, <laughs> Dean and Ben literally stand and eat the same. Are you even kidding me right now is my next note. Ben makes me crazy. Um, Lisa's got that Jennifer Love Hewitt early 2000s brunette look going on for sure. Like, it is strong. She even has a freckle under her eye, which I think is genuinely the actress's freckle. Um, and I only say that because in Ghost Whisperer, Jennifer loves Hewitt's uh, as Melinda Gordon. The beauty mark on Melinda Gordon is fake. It is drawn on. Ah. For the record. Um so really reminded me of her in that uh here but then i have omg fun facts with Haley. um really funny how i noticed it actually is i don't remember what episode obviously i was watching but i was watching some episode and i think i was in a call with macy and i was just like hold Mm -hmm. on and they were like what and i was like babe i think melissa i think I think her beauty mark is fake. And Macy was like, what do you mean? And I was like, the character has a beauty mark, and I think that it's drawn on. And (laughs) then I, like, feverishly Googled, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt. And then 
feverishly googled Melinda Gordon and discovered that Jennifer Love Hewitt does not have a beauty mark, but Melinda Gordon does. So, literally, it's fake. It's so stupid. Anyway, anyway, my next note. OMG, Wooby? And then, after what happened to your mom, her friends, I said, what friends? Because we don't know what friends are being talked about there. And I yeah, thought we maybe... I thought maybe, maybe, maybe they're talking about like the prequel friends. Like I was like, oh my gosh, would that is there gonna be like a reference here? Because that would like clear up the whole thing. No. That, sorry, we were like thinking about, but no, the answer is no. There is no, there is no reference. But also that could be the showrunner's way out of it. But also I don't know if they'd remember that, because I sure didn't. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Sam's sideburns are particularly powerful looking this episode. That's when he was going to investigate. I don't know what it was, but his sideburns just looked very strong. They were, like, sculpted. Um, yeah. I then, I then have a quote, the quote from Ben saying, Only bitches send grown-ups, and I'm not a bitch. So true, Ben. Then I have Dean... Then I... No, huh? My next note is Dean huh? is like, I will be fat phobic with my little son. Because Dean is just like, oh, that yeah. kid looks like he needs to lay off the cheeseburgers. And Ben's like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's just a kid. And Dean, I'm you are not... a grown adult. I'm not saying it would be okay either way. That was straight up just like a child with slightly chubby cheeks. I th- yeah. Like, uh, Haley and I noticed this because we were watching House and all the characters were talking about this patient they had and talking about how she was, like, morbidly obese. And mostly it was, like, the Australian Mostly Australian stuff. doctor um, who fucking sucks. Yeah. But we were like, this, this child is not that overweight. And I think that that, like, obviously, obviously media's perception of, like, what an average body size is is like wildly off but i don't think it was until like that moment and this moment when they're like look at these characters that are so fat that it makes you go like that is like a completely like that, that's like an average size like fat phobia isn't okay regardless but you are like this is just not even like this person is not overweight you know it's just like, wow, they really said you have to be real skinny. The skinniest yeah. ever. It's not great. It's pretty it's really bad. But, uh, television fat phobia aside, mm-hmm. my next note is Dean going from smiling to completely expressionless the moment that Lisa looks at him mad fucking got me. Like, Dean is all jovial and, like, laughing because ben, he got Ben to kick his bully in the fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. But then Lisa turns to look at Dean, and Dean's expression just goes fucking flat. And I was like, oh my god. Like, so funny. Dean is a funny, funny man. Continue. Uh... Ben hugged him. All caps. Then I have this bitch literally just tried to commit filicide. That is in regards to Dana. Uh, Dana is really going through it this episode, and... Um, you really gotta feel bad for her, despite the fact that she did try to commit filicide. Um. Yeah. 
like her ex is killed and then when she tries to tell her friend that like what's going on what she thinks is going on her friend's like no 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 you're just going through it and then her kid starts to be weird mm-hmm. and so and she tries to kill her own daughter because she she is convinced that her daughter's not her daughter which to be fair she's correct however yeah. if she wasn't correct she Yikes. would have killed her own daughter but then you have her in the bathroom when Sam and Dean are try- trying to save the kids. It keeps cutting to Dana and Lisa dealing with their not kids. Um, and Dana is locked in the bathroom, like curled up against the door, crying while Katie, not Katie, pounds mm-hmm. at the door and like asks to be let in. And she has the sink going and it's fucking scary. <laughs> It is, yeah, it is pretty scary. Um, my next note is changelings, just like My Little Pony. <laughs> Which, fun Followed fact, by, uh, if you, fun fact, if, if you, when I was looking up lore, I did just start by googling changelings, and I can confirm, the fifth thing to come up for my Google search was the My Little Pony wiki page, so. Thank you, My Little Pony fans, I guess? Thank you, I don't My know. Little Pony fans. My next note is Siegfried Houdini. I hate Dean. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I have... Oh, oh my that, god, that's Ben, the, no! That's the... Wait, I just wanted to say, because that doesn't make any sense, uh, If for people who don't watch the show, that's his fake name on the credit card he tries to give Lisa. Yeah. That's, that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> that name that Haley has just thrown at you. Then I have... I hate how much Dean cares about Lisa and Ben. I feel fucking nuts. Because I do. It makes me feel things. Then I have Sam saying that he didn't mean to cause any trouble, followed by him immediately whipping out a fucking flamethrower. So funny. He is strange. Then I have a skip between <laughs> between the action, because action scenes always make me tune out. And my next note is, so are we going to talk about the fact that Lisa hugged Dean and didn't kiss him? And he wasn't looking for a kiss either. He was per- He seemed perfectly okay with just the hug and hugged her back and, and, and. And then like two minutes later, I have, okay, well, they just kissed anyway, which marks Dean mm-hmm. kiss count 11. Then I have the note, Dean literally has never loved anyone the way he loves Lisa. Just saying. Followed by... The note, so all of Mary Winchester's friends were killed the same day she was. Is that our explanation for where Carlos and Lotta went? I don't think we'll ever know. (laughs) That would require us watching the show, which, again, you have to pay us to do that. Um, My last note of the day is, you're a demon! Don't be such a racist. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Because Ruby calls Sam a racist for calling her a demon. Yeah. And that's the end. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, Thank you. Taya, I believe you have things to share. Um, I wanted to start with something that's actually related to the Winchesters just before we get through it, which is, like, is this how the characters, like, are going to be explained for Carlos and Lata, which I think is how she says her nickname, um, aren't in this show. You know, like, why aren't they here? Why don't they talk to Sam and Dean? And the answer Uh is potentially, well, all of Mary's friends and family are killed. That's still 
bad. I just, I do want to say that. That's still pretty bad because either they are going to die during the show or they are going to die post-canon. Right. Which isn't great either because it gives the illusion of, like, we did a good, they, uh... They're still around, but then, like, then they, then they are killed off screen, and we can assume, because I don't think, I, well, we aren't watching the show, so I'm not going to make any claims about them, um, but we don't get to see any characters mourn them or honor them in any way. They are never referenced in this material for, like, the work they did as hunters if they, obviously, like, this is all... They're, they're going backwards. They can't now insert things into Supernatural. But I think that's one of the things where, since they didn't choose names that do exist in Supernatural canon, um, they are creating characters who effectively leave behind no visible legacy, which is really awkward. So that's my thoughts on that. Um, I think that they probably did a bad. Um, I think they did a bad. Yeah. All right, on to the actual lore. Uh, so... Changelings are a little hard to research, uh, purely because they are... My Little Pony. No. I was just gonna say they're very, very common in European folklore. Like, it's, um... There's, there's, there's more because it is European folklore that's easier for me to access than some kind of like the gin episode. There was like just a lot to wade through. Most of this I was able to read and I did have a little more familiarity with changelings than I did with gin just because of what is more popular in Western media. Right. Um, I have a lot of familiarity with uh, changelings because of My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wonder. Um, so... There is, on the Changelings page, This only, they only come up twice in the show. This is the first time and in The Purge, however, which isn't season nine. Um, however, um, I will, I'm going to read this because I don't feel like summarizing it. Um, the book Supernatural, the official companion season three, indicates that Changelings can be any sort of magical creature ranging from selkies, creatures that look like seals but can shed their skin to look like humans, to fairies, Elves and trolls, which are more common. In the lore, they are not called changeling parents, Sarah Gamble explains. They're goblins and fairies and trolls, but we don't talk about fairies very much on Supernatural. Except disparagingly when somebody talks about a creature that Dean is sure doesn't exist. He's like, yeah, fairies and unicorns. Furthermore, the book Supernatural, the official companion season six, indicates that changelings are in fact a type of fairy rather than a monster. So. um, Okay. Okay. I mean, um, fairies are super fucking weird on Supernatural, which is probably correct. fair because there's so much lore around fairies. There's like a lot of different types, like in our world, not just in, you know, uh-huh. a supernatural world where you go on types of fairies and like they have to add in like a, like a, like, um, arrows to help you scroll through them. But I would argue that, first of all, um, the official companion is not necessarily canon. It's word of right. God. Just because um, it's official, just because it's an official companion does not mean that yeah, it's... just because it's an... Of- it. Yeah, an official companion does not, for me, mean that it's canon. I take word of God generally 
not as canon. I'm like, that's cool to know that that was your intention. Uh, depending on the thing, I straight up sometimes don't care. Like, um, what I mean by that is I think that if you truly felt something, uh, a lot of times I believe you should have just put it in the original material. Understandably, that's not always the case. If Sometimes with, like, censorship, you cannot... Um, however, I think that sometimes it's clear with, there's, like, a lot of examples of creators claiming things, will, like, claiming diversity, and there actually isn't that much of a censorship area there. They just didn't put it in the canon text, and I'm not about that. So, in general, for me, stuff that is outside of the TV show itself, which I, in this case, am including, like, not only official companions, but, like, the books, like, the novels, the novellas, the novelizations, whatever they are, those don't count for me. Because if, the way I think of it is if somebody just sits down and, and watches an episode of Supernatural, what are they going to get from it? That they, like, without going on Twitter and finding out what the creator said, or, like, looking up an interview, what do you get if you only watch this alone? And don't get any input. It's kind of like a a death of the author in a way. So I don't really care that uh, (laughs) they say they're fairies. Because they don't... These ones don't act like fairies in any significant way. Not in the way that fairies in Supernatural, like, seem to appear to work. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, They mostly are just mentioned, but like... They do appear, apparently, right? They, right. They, they look like they show up, and th- these ones don't match. So it's kind of weird. I'm not saying all fairies are good, but they usually aren't vampiric. And I'm saying that because they right. suck on the... They, they, they sustain themselves on, like, the fluid between joints. Uh, I could not find anything about that in the lore, um, I actually did find uh, one thing that suggested that people believed that f- that changelings needed, like, human milk to survive, but that is completely different than... Um, Weird. Yeah. Usually you will see changelings as um, babies. Um, usually they're known to have, like, it's a, it's, it's... A lot of changeling stuff, and there is a lot of, uh, like, word text uh, dedicated to this for people who research this kind of thing, but a lot of changeling stuff is pretty pretty ableist. There's a lot of speculation if a lot of changeling lore came from, like, children who are autistic. Um, Oh. If, yeah, uh, kids, children who had, who have uh, disabilities... Um, sometimes it was just straight up like, oh, well, this is clearly a changeling because this baby is ugly, like, you know, um, but some of it's like, well, there's like a lot of speculation about like, because like they were like, oh, well, fairies really like love beautiful humans and like blonde hair and blue eyes. Um, but a lot of it is like, well, this like features that like either they might have like a like a dis- like a disfiguration or they might be disabled they might have autism like that stuff is all speculated to be a reasoning some people believed in changelings um and it's pretty not great because some children did die because of this so i think that's important to recognize right. um another thing there are actually some adult changelings 
supposedly in the lore um because that is technically mentioned here the real estate woman is a is the quote-unquote mother changeling that's not really a thing like uh-huh. a mother taking care of like individual changelings i couldn't find anything on that however the adult changelings um that i found noted were like new mothers and like newly married people so um okay for for both uh children which again usually babies not eight-year-olds and then uh these adults usually like suspecting someone was a changeling came with like uh, a a mood change usually like they they became um discontented part of the changeling lore is that making it laugh can reveal like its true nature um so there's like speculation of could like depression have been a reason people thought there were changelings like new mother mothers postpartum depression like newly married just like it's a big life change and in medieval times maybe you didn't want to be married so there's like a lot of changeling lore out there supposedly some of them were known to have a huge appetite that's one thing that was sometimes a trigger to be like is my child a changeling i wonder if that one changeling repeatedly asking for ice cream could be related but like i don't know if they went that deep um right it's weird because they don't outright say they're fey in this one or trolls or what did they what did they say they didn't say they were goblins trolls or fairies or anything like that in this one in like the actual show it's in the uh it's in the official guide that it can be any magical creature, which is very strange. Usually it's one of the, it's like a fey creature. Fairy, troll, elf, goblin. Those technically, like, it's it's very weird how it all lines up. Like, because this is such, this is another, like, a lot of European countries have their own, you know, ideas. Right. Um, but those are all, those sometimes are considered fey. And but it's interesting because they don't say it in the episode, but the idea that they are underground, that is a thing. You like you've you've heard of like, oh, the Fae are like under the hill, or you think of like trolls and you think, okay, underground. Like uh, specifically Nordic right. in this tro- troll uh this one said like n- there's Nordic stories about trolls having changelings and they live underground. The Fae are known to live underground. So it's weird that they didn't like ever acknowledge fairies in the episode especially since i have to assume the official companion since they did an interview with the writer like right they knew because when people think of changelings most people are going to think of fairies these ones are like weird it was very strange that sam didn't mention like they're usually associated with fairies which makes it even weirder that they use fire because fire is not a thing that I could find in the lore. Huh. A lot of, there's a lot of different things. Um, I will say there was nothing about, like, going through the window. That just is, seems obvious. Like, you'd go through a window to grab the kid. But, like, a lot of the lore more focused on like putting things... fairy. <laughs> yeah. Around the crib, on the baby, like, tying a ribbon around its head. So... If it gets switched, I, I guess fairies don't have access to ribbons. I don't know. Um, but one of the big things... Fairies don't know how to use ribbons. One of the big things is iron. Fairies are... One of the... It, it, it's very common to hear that fairies don't like iron or iron really? is lethal to them or something. Yeah. Have you never heard that? 
Have you never heard about like hanging like an iron, like an iron nail above a door or like a, or like a horse or a, a horseshoe because it's made of iron? That's why you'll say that's one of the, it's a superstition. It'll keep the bad out and fairies are one of them. So for changelings, a lot of it has to do with iron. And it seemed weird to me that Supernatural didn't mention it. <laughs> they just went weird. straight to fire. It was a little bit weird to me. Um, I feel like they use iron for, like, other things. Right. But not this one. But yeah, um, Changelings are very interesting to me because I do like to research Fae. I just, this one, um, it's a weird, it's a weird version of Changelings. I don't mind it. Um, they definitely went for, like, how spooky can we make it? I don't know anything about fae or trolls or uh, goblins and mirrors. I'm not sure if there's really anything there uh, revealing the truth, but I don't know. I did think to look that part up, but yeah, um, I I have I feel like they just combined a few things and then tried to make it very spooky, which is fine. Uh, it was just weird since changelings are like a pretty. One of those creatures that people have some preconceived ideas about, and they kind of just threw all those preconceived ideas out the window. But, right. I mean, go for it, I guess. Uh, that's right. the end of Lore Library. Um, for the Bechdel test, this one is really weird. Um, I have decided that this is the closest we've gotten to passing, and we're, like, right up on the line of passing. Wow. Woo. But I'm going to go with we haven't actually passed the Bechdel test. So we got really close, but most of the conversations that were not about men, because um, Dana and Lisa talk, however, that conversation, while it is about how Dana is holding up, it's it does talk about things in relation to her dead ex-husband, so it's a little unclear there. Um, right. Dana talks briefly to the real estate woman slash mother changeling but she doesn't ever get a name and it still kind of skirts around the your ex-husband died and then she dana talks to her daughter who is a changeling but those conversations are all very superficial like i love you and i want ice cream and that so i'm gonna yeah. go with we're getting there this is the closest we've gotten we did not pass the bechdel test though i think not with the criteria i have put up on the wall this is so sad mm-hmm. but are we surprised no <laughs> we're not surprised will we ever be surprised no no all right well let's go into the stuff now i suppose shall we yeah okay so yeah. for my crack shipping today uh here's what i have for you is the two gossiping women at ben's party <laughs> Why not? Like, why not, right? I mean, like, I not? that <laughs> one of those gossiping women is a mother changeling, but, like, sure. Yeah, but also it might not have been the mother changeling at that point. Yeah, we don't know at what point she gets switched out. Right. So, yeah, it might have been, but it also might not have been. It might have just been the real estate lady. But either way, um, they're kissing? I guess. Cool. Why not? This episode is brought to you by 40,000 Miles by Goodnight City. This episode is also brought to you by If It Ain't Easy by Steve Carlson. 
and also unofficially brought to you by the who oh <laughs> for the yep. kids are all right this is another one where they named it after an album song and a rockumentary but did not use any of that music in the episode yep it's pretty typical of them by now so oh yeah it's it's very common they are absolutely going the um the uh ao3 writer route yep so that's fine I mean, I don't. I think it's lazy sometimes, but I do like this title, so it's fine. I do too. But your favorite wiki thing? Would you like to share first? My favorite wiki thing. Okay. Yeah, I would love to. So my least favorite wiki thing is that they have once oh. again fucked up the summary. Yeah. Like you guys. I know I say this like every week. It's because like every week the official summary has mistakes <laughs> in it, and so many times it is misspelling or misattributing a role. For an actor. Guys, I hate it so much. Um, But my favorite thing is uh, Katie's mom is reading The Historian by Elizabeth Costava, um, which I actually hadn't heard about, but it is a book from 2005 that is uh, blending the history and folklore of Vlad Tepes and his fictional equivalent, Count Dracula. So I thought that was interesting. It's a gothic novel, adventure novel, detective fiction, travelogue, postmodern historical, upholstery epic, and historical thriller. Um, It's based in part on Bram Stoker's Dracula, but it is not a horror novel, yet an eerie tale. It is concerned with history's role in society and representation in books, as well as the nature of good and evil. As Costal explains, Dracula is a metaphor for evil that is hard to undo in history. Uh, The evils brought about by religious conflict are a particular theme, and the novel explores the relationship between the Christian West and Islamic East. I just thought that was very interesting because I really like Dracula, so I actually would love to read this book. But also I thought it was interesting in the sense that these changelings actually are much more um, vampiric than fae. You don't usually hear stories about the fae, like, sucking blood or, like, joint fluid. So, yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice to have her read. Uh, Whoever was on props that day, kind of cool. My fave wiki, Taya, Mm -hmm. is under trivia. Yes. When Sam is researching changelings on the internet, each window (laughs) has basically the same text. The text is mostly word for word from Wikipedia's entry on changelings. (laughs) I love it. I love that level of not feeling like Sam went through get it Sam went through so much college only for him to use Wikipedia as his sole resource so funny (laughs) I I I think it's very funny and I think that there's there's a place for Wikipedia of course I don't think and obviously like I I I acknowledge the fact that they just caught these were supposed to be other sites um, there's nothing funnier to me because I do this every single week. I just pull up a, yep. I start a Google search and I just start going through it and reading it. And when I tell you, like, Sam must have some sort of <laughs> databases, maybe he still has his college database, because 90% of the time, most of the things you're going to find are people's random ass blogs with no citations where they're just making shit up. <laughs> like it's just so funny like maybe he has access to some hunter database i would be interested in that like he he doesn't yet because they haven't figured out the men of letters 
but the idea that there yeah. is a, a specific database where hunters have gathered information is very appealing to me. I think we should incorporate that yeah. into our lore. And shout out to whoever is archiving that and like, oh, that's so, the idea of like someone being an archivist for supernatural creatures and like, I think that has, I have to write that down. You keep doing their podcast. You keep doing what? Me? Oh. You, you, okay. you keep doing the podcast. I'm going to write down book ideas. Okay. Uh, so my next part is rating. So that's really short. Um, but my rating for this episode is approximately eight out eight caged kids out of ten. I didn't. Um, here's the thing: is I've remembered quite a bit of this episode, so that means that it's a good episode, typically. And also, it introduces Lisa and Ben, which is such so good. I love them dearly. Um, like spoiler alert: they come back and they break my heart. And I love them. But on the other hand, it was just kind of like there. Like, um, I didn't feel strongly about it, but it was like fine. You know, it was good. So, 8 out of 10 feels nice for it. Um, definitely not a 10 out of 10. And it definitely has more points given that it is a Ben and Lisa episode. So that kicks it up a notch f- for them. That's what I have to say about my rating for this episode. All right, cool. Just in time. I managed to scribble down enough that I think I'll remember oh, this fantastic. later. Fantastic. <laughs> you guys are watching me get ideas live. <laughs> um, here, let me pull it up because I closed it. Uh, so on IMDb, I almost flip-flopped that. This episode has... I have to scroll up. On IMDb, this episode has an 8.6 out of 10. So it's okay. it's pretty good, I think, for this season. I feel like this season has had mostly eights, if that's well. There's only been three episodes, um, but I feel yeah. like I feel like eight is like about where Supernatural tends to sit for these early seasons, at least. Um, so most of it is people saying yeah. they really like this one. They find it chilling, back on form, highly entertaining. Uh, MM39, who we've seen before back in 2007, gave it a 7 out of 10 and said it was getting better. Uh, they thought there were too many similarities between the boy and Dean. A few people actually did. Uh, that's, I'll, I'll find the other one that said that too. Um, they thought that the storyline and directing lacked the slickness of season one and two. Uh, but they liked that it was centered around something other than, uh, their dad. So, (laughs) yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this person, Private Boz from 2007, December 2007, so only, what, two months out from this episode airing, uh, called it trite. Yeah. They called it trite, uh, two out of ten. I know I'm pretty much alone with my opinion on this, but I find the did, did, <laughs> I find the Dean kid scenario extremely trite. It's not the idea itself I have a problem with, but the way it's been transformed, it's just too much. 
The similarities between Dean and the kids seem so forced that it makes me feel as if the creators don't have that high of an opinion of the audience, so they try to make their point so obvious that even the dumbest viewer gets the idea. The bond between them was so exaggerated, I didn't feel anything between them at all. I would have appreciated if they had handled that in a much more subtle way. I liked how Dean connected with the boy in Dead in the Water. That touched my heart. The two points I give this episode are the changelings. They did scare me a bit. I actually agree. I think that sometimes the Ben comparisons um, and parallels are a little, like, a little bit much. He is basically a mini Dean. And, like, it, it, it is a little, like, intense at times. You're like, okay. Um, which is why Dean keeps questioning if he actually is the father. But, like, like I said to Haley, wearing jackets isn't genetic. So. No, it's um, not genetic. I will say, I don't remember enough about what this means, so maybe you will. Cups and Culture, who you've seen before, in 2019 gave this an 8 out of uh-huh. 10 and says it suffers from future developments. And for uh-huh. this, for the ep- if you just look at the episode, it it's good. They like it a lot. Then say, yet for all that, the episode suffers from future developments. The script never really develops the connection between Dean and Lisa being transformative of the characters, especially on Lisa's end. The closest we get is some gossip, which may or may not be true. Given the developments in season five, and especially season six, this ends up being a huge problem. This episode tends up taking a more on a more serious tone and continuity, and the fun of Ben Lisa gets ruined. So I don't... Haley was like, oh yeah, remember they get their memories wiped? And I was like, no. So I think that's where I'm not, it's not clicking, but I know you really like this one, even with the future episodes. So yeah, I, so I, think, I don't know. I think I can kind of see what they mean about Lisa's connection to Dean not being strong enough for like, at the end of season five, Dean comes back and they, they effectively for the, the, for the foreseeable future for as like as long as they're gonna be together they effectively start a family together like he effectively joins their family i can see where that not i wouldn't say surprising but it is like oh she likes him a lot more than i thought she did you know a little like that yeah but um I think that would probably be hard to do with them not showing up again until then. I think if they had done more in this episode, if they only spent, like, a weekend together, would be a little weird. Yeah. I think that maybe what this person just needed is just, like, an additional episode with them. Which I guess is um, Before Dean goes to live with them full-time. Yeah, that's fair. I'd say that's fair. Mm-hmm. But we don't get that because it's supernatural, no, and we don't get to have good things. So anyway, anyway, I have nothing left to say to you. Thank you so much to listening to Hatrusa. We are Hatrusa everywhere. Uh, remember to like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating. It really helps us out. I should have checked our Spotify. Like, I think Spotify does a like a oh quote unquote Spotify Wrapped. Uh, for creators, right and I now. didn't think to check, but I, I, I think we have a few. Right? Oh, Jesus Christ! Well, let's see. Well, because everyone was posting it. Did you know? Well, 
obviously you saw the Spotify wrapped, but I saw I follow a few creators who also um, have I stuff up on Spotify, like one song person artists. on Spotify podcast wise. Our wrapped is ready. You created 915 Holy minutes of new shit. content. That's 72% more than the average creator. That's because yeah. we're a podcast. Oh no, it's not supported. I probably What's need to figure supported? out how to log into a mobile one. Oh yeah, Spotify wrapped. Well, we'll f- I'll figure that out later and I'll share it. But I can say that we have um, 33 listeners now, which is Hell up yeah. Some. Wait. And we have 15 followers. And I know we were around 12 for a while. So thank you so much. <sighs> What's our Patreon promise? For hanging out with us this year as we finally got our lives together. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say. I don't. Uh, I don't know if our schedule might be a little funky through the end of the year just with holidays. Fair. But we'll we'll let you know if it is, I guess. We're just trying to get through this season. We are trying our best. We're doing, we're trying so hard. We're I want to be able to use that Destiel hashtag. True. I want to be able to use the Destiel hashtag we're so bad. There. We're going to get there. But. Yes, we'll get there. For yeah. now, uh, hey, Teo. Hey, Haley. How do you feel about bad luck, Sam? I think he is kind of funny. I will say that. Well, we're going to see, we're going to see Sam be kind of funny next episode then. But until then, we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side.